Welcome into Camel Call Friday. I'm Chris Haymeyer. Evan will be in a little later in the show as we'll get you caught up with everything Campbell Athletics. But to start off with, it's my pleasure to welcome in Campbell head women's basketball coach Ronnie Fisher to talk about the fantastic start to the season for our women's basketball team. Campbell women's basketball, 6-2 and two overall winners of the Puerto Rico Classico, and the only two losses have been the Power 5 teams. And I want to start there. You usually don't focus on losses, but coach, not only did you play two very good Power 5 teams, you were at Virginia back in November, you were at Central Florida, now a member of the Big 12, uh, just last weekend, but these were teams that you led deep into the second half. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Chris. It's uh, good to talk with you, and and yeah, it, those uh, we, we look forward to those games, and I, I love it that our, our players um, look at it as a challenge, and a chance to do something special and get a win in, in a in a at a power five school and and we competed in both games virginia has a really nice team and um there's a great crowd and a great atmosphere there they had five or six thousand people and we were really playing well and and then uh they they they, they kind of pulled away in the fourth quarter but to lead at halftime and i think we led with about three minutes left in the third uh, it was really neat for our players to know that hey we can compete at a high level we just need to do it more consistently and then when that pressure comes we need to handle it a little better so i think we learned a lot from that game uh, i learned a lot about our team um and then the central florida game was um it was amazing the way we competed defensively especially to i think we hold them held them basically 30 points under their average something like that and, and uh the effort that went into that was amazing and i'm so proud of our players and happy for them for the effort they showed. Uh, and then we, we literally led the whole game until 0.9 seconds on the clock. And, and that was, uh, it was a tough loss for us because we felt like we had earned a win there. Uh, but we, we have to learn from that. We turned the ball over too much. And uh, obviously the, they're, they're very good and very athletic. And when they came after us, we, we, we didn't quite show the poise we needed to to finish that game off, but it was a great learning experience for us and, and one that's going to make us better uh, as we head into conference play. Coach, what kind of confidence does that give your team? Uh, I know the bottom line is is their two losses and their games that, that, that you really feel you, you could have won, but what kind of confidence does that give your team? Yeah, I, th I think um, um, – it, it gives our team confidence. It gives me confidence. I see growth in, in our players. And from last year to this year, we have a lot of returners. Uh, and it's going right down the line. Like at the point guard position, Gemma is only a sophomore. And the pressure – she played one of the best players in the country, man-to-man -man at Virginia. She's a phenomenal point guard. And, and Central Florida, she – guarded a girl that it was averaging 21 points a game and she was two of 18 from the field and i i'm gaining confidence in players that didn't play as much last year and are now making huge impacts on our team and, and uh i could go right on down the line with our players uh but i think i think i think we we know um that we were capable of of being a really good team, but we have to be just that a team and, and, and work together because we're not a, you know, a group of stars that I don't have anyone averaging 21 points a game and that's okay. But I like, um, I like our mentality with that. 
Yeah, you don't have anyone averaging 21 points per game, but what really sticks out of me as we look at the stat sheet so far through eight games, you have seven players averaging over five points per game, six averaging over six, four averaging over eight. Your team offensively this year, getting production from so many different places, you just can't guard... Uh, you know, CZ or, or, or shy and, and, and they'll shut you guys down. You've got a lot of options this year. Yeah. I think that's where we're a little better offensively than last year right now. Um, you know, I think the last three games, someone on the floor has got their, uh, personal best scoring and to see Brittany Staves go for 25 on the road at Coppin state was huge. We don't win that game without her stepping up and doing that. And then Swinia's, um, I think she had 16 and 17 the last two games. And and uh, so those are players that last year, they, they were good players, but I don't think they were going to get 25 and 17 points. Uh, and and that, makes, that makes you different as a team. I know as a defensive coach, when I can stop one or two players on the other team, I feel good about it. But when they have a balanced team, it's difficult because you can't key on anyone. And hopefully we're um, – we're continuing to get better, so that can be us. And, and that's also our philosophy of we, we want to play unselfish basketball and share the basketball. And you feel a lot better about sharing it when you know the person you're sharing it with can score. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's, it's nice to see the balance there, and, and uh, hopefully we can continue that. What has changed offensively for you maybe this year from last year? I mean, obviously the headline is Shai Tooley is back and that and that changes your offense because you can spread out because she can shoot from anywhere in in the gym. But what have you seen or is it just a matter of you return 10 of 11 players and they've all gotten better offensively? Yeah, I think it's a combination. Um, I think one thing is we've been healthy and, and last year we weren't and, you know, I could go down the line of all the injuries we had last year, but, uh, you know, Shia only played seven games and, and Brittany was out multiple times with an ankle last year. And Swinney had had just had her last of her third surgeries. So we weren't healthy. And, and this year we have been until Britt, her, her, you know, I think she strained a muscle pretty bad in her leg, but hopefully she'll be back soon, but we've stayed healthy. That's one thing. And the second thing, like you said, is just the individual improvement of our players. Uh, you know, we have we've talked about our starters a little bit, but we have some really good players coming off the bench that are adding this year. Audrey Fuller, she's playing so well. She could easily start, but she's coming off the bench and she's, you know, when she comes in, I'm thinking we're going to get better here uh, with her speed and she's shooting the ball terrific right now. And then Gigi is, uh, she started some last year and she's coming off and giving us a huge lift. And, and then Sarah, Sarah Hammock Fitzgerald is coming off the bench and being a great defensive presence, a tremendous post defender. She's knocked down, I think, a three or two in the last couple games. And just, I think, the depth and the quality depth combined with our players just getting better over the offseason is probably the, the reason for that. Your defense uh, elite, as usual, of course, the only team in the country over the last seven years to be in the top 25 defensively. And, and you talk about them going up against these power fives and, and really not only holding their own, but, but in some cases dominating. How good is this team defensively as a whole? I think I think we have a chance to be a really good defensive team, but it comes with a lot of preparation and um, 
for the like you talked about Virginia and UCF, we spent so much time preparing and knowing what they were doing, and that's where I think our team has been different. They've been really open to listening and spending a lot of time on the preparation, and we have to continue that. Uh, and when we we're locked in and we know what we're supposed to do, we're pretty good defensively. And and I, I credit our staff for our assistants, we, we recruited players that can do that, that, that don't mind the hard work and can listen for 30 minutes on a scouting report or walk through and, and can focus on what's going on. Uh, as easy as it sounds, that's a lot of people, a lot of teams can't do that. They don't have that, uh, the focus. So I, I really appreciate our focus and, and the effort. If we can continue those two things, I think we can be a really solid defensive team. You get to take a little bit of breath in the schedule. Um, the players don't, uh, of course, they're in the middle of finals week right now. Um, they will take on Lancaster Bible on December 14th. Always fun. That's 1130 a.m. school day where we fill up the gym with elementary schools from around elementary school kids from around around the area. And then uh, again, we talked about it uh, numerous times. You have put together a, a gauntlet of a non-conference schedule to prepare your team for what's going to be a very tough CAA, but at ETSU on December seventeenth, and and before Christmas at High Point, those will be those will be two big games and two big road tests. Yeah, it, it's by design. I mean, both of those teams um, played for conference championships last year, and both of them are picked at the top of their conference. ETSU is they have a tremendous program, uh, uh, and Brenda does a great job there. And then High Point, they're picked to win the Big South. They've got several good transfers in there so it's gonna it's gonna challenge us to really prepare and be ready for a quality team that i think will be comparable to the solid teams in our league and um you know we 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 open up with probably the hottest team in the caa after christmas at stony brook at monmouth who won the league last year so those are going to be very difficult games and there's four games in a row with teams that will vie for the championship of the conference so uh we we're excited about those opportunities uh and and that's also why we play virginia we play ucf to prepare us for that level of competition as well and you know coming off a break lancaster bible uh, they have a new coach and uh, very excited about their program yeah. and and you don't take them lightly uh and, and especially when you have a um, 3,000 fifth graders in the gym, <laughs> you want to perform great. And so we're really focused on um, doing a good job and, uh, and first of all, making sure we do well on exams and then and get ready to go because it is going to be difficult. Finally, Coach, uh, you, you mentioned the arena, the arena that now has the court named after uh, Wanda Watkins, named Wanda Watkins Court, um, the women's basketball coach who retired, who, who who you replaced. How special of a day was that for you and the team? Yeah, that's one of the most memorable days I've ever been a part of in 33 years of coaching. And and um, the excitement in that gym, and I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you could feel everyone there, the gratitude they had for Coach Watkins. And to see people come back from all over the country because the impact she's had on their lives. And then just to just see her on a daily basis for the past eight years, how much she truly cares for every athlete here and for Campbell in general and, and what she's done and sacrificed. And, and uh, we talk about sweat and serving our program. That's, that's coach Watkins. Yeah. And that's what she's done for Campbell. So to, to honor her, um, 
with the with the Wanda Watkins Day and her name on the court is totally fitting. Uh, and and uh, you talk about pressure. I mean, we wanted to win that game so bad. <laughs> you can't lose the game on Wanda Watkins Day, right? So uh, no, it's it's been an honor to work with her. And and uh, I hate that she's leaving. I told her I'm going to be on the phone with her weekly, whether she's here or not. And and uh, but so appreciate what she's done for me personally as a friend. And, and most importantly, or equally as important for this, this school and our program. Uh, I know our players realize what she's done to sacrifice so they can have what they have. Well, Coach, thank you so much. Uh, Coach Ronnie Fisher, women's basketball off to a 6-2 and two start because of the uh, tough road schedule coming up. They are at home next Thursday, 1130 a.m. against Lancaster Bible on the 14th. And then you won't get to see them again here at home until January 12th, the opener in the CAA home opener against Elon. Thank you so much for visiting with us, Coach. Thank you, Chris. Evan and I will be back with the rest of Camel Call Friday coming up after the break. Welcome back into the final segment of Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Hamer. Evan, you have another big broadcasting weekend. State high school football playoffs are on the menu for you. And for the local folks at home, 71st High School down at Fayetteville, yeah. they're in the state title. They haven't won a state title in 30 years, so it would be incredible. We remember our good friend Justice Galloway Velasquez that played yes. at Fayetteville. The pride for high school football in the 910 is fantastic. It's amazing. And even here with Harnett Central, Fuquay's got a really yeah. good high school football team. Like Locally, there's some good schools. But it'll be neat. And then, of course, it's semester finals right now, so the classes are picking up. The kids are getting ready for tests. I finished my final in uh, strategic marketing management this semester. Of course. What don't you do? Uh, grad student here at Campbell. Uh, we forget to mention that often. Three, three semesters, I guess three classes left. <laughs> but I'd like to thank my academic advisor, myself, for True. getting through this. True. And, <laughs> and I will say for those players, like men's basketball, right? They're playing a game on reading day come back and take their test. That's a hard transition. Yeah. You know, even a long road trip, you don't get back till one, two in the morning. We, we forget about that sometimes. And that's why these next five days when neither team plays, those are really important days to finish strong, get the grades and get ready for winter break. Yeah. Here at Campbell, like I say, our student athletes are true student athletes and there's not a, uh, a, this is the major you take when you're in athletics. Cause it's easy. That's not how, how it works here. So Definitely, they will be working, and this gives you a chance really about a month and a half into to the winter sports season to kind of take a breath and look at everything. And as we talked about uh, in a great interview with, with Ronnie Fisher, that this women's basketball team, the defense has been there like it always has. Obviously, they make Power 5 teams look not very good at offense, and they have offense this year. This Campbell team has offense, and that's the big difference which could make this a special, special year. To Ronnie's credit, he has sat down this offseason, looked at the pace and the rhythm of his offense, and sped it up. Yeah, There's more passing. There's more movement. It was interesting. He's integrated elements of Kevin McGeehan's offense with the ball movement and the Princeton He started that a couple years elements. ago, yeah. But this year, he's really emphasized more speed, and getting shots up and not like they're passing up good shots for great shots where in the past they would rush a shot with 10 on the clock. They're working the ball. Well, they had 20 assists in the last game that they just played at home. So they've shown they can move the ball. Well, CB's a monster, you know, Britt's ankle. She'll be out 
a couple of weeks. Thankfully for finals, can get healthy, but won't be at full strength for the non-conference. They have a chance to be a top half CAA team, which would be amazing in year one. Yeah, that they returned 10 of 11, and you can see he has taken this experience. People that know the program know how to prepare for games, and they've been and they've been incredible. On the other side of things, you 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 look at men's basketball. They are three and six right now, but they are trying to work in nine uh, new players to this game, and it shows on the offensive side. I believe this is one of the best defensive teams that he has ever had. The, the statistics back it up. They're in the top 35 in the entire nation in points allowed just at 63 per game. To put that in perspective, the number 10 ranked team in the country, Mississippi State, allowing 60.2. So that is how very good their defense is playing a schedule with some teams that usually score earlier this week at Davidson, a traditional power in the A-10. I mean, this is a Davidson team that they held about 25 points below their average. They led for the first 25 minutes of that game. For the second straight road game, it happened last week at Jacksonville. They came out ready to play. They came out prepared. They played great defense. They were leading into the second half, and they just couldn't hit shots in the in the second half. They had good looks at shots. They had good looks at threes. They had free throws. They just couldn't hit shots. You can fix that. It's not the easiest thing in the world, and it and it is yeah. what it is. Campbell has lost some games because they have not been able to score, but you can fix that. Well, three of their last four losses easily could have won those games. Idaho State, different story. They're rebounding the ball well, but NC Central, you lose in overtime. Jacksonville, Davidson. So you you address the record and say, okay, they're three and six. Could easily be four and five, five and four. Things absolutely could, could happen that way. Two defensively. Their three-point defense is fantastic. That's in the top 20 in the nation. So they're defending the three. They give up the fewest free throws in the whole CAA. So they're not letting teams get to the line of time. It's great defense without fouling, which has been something that they have done a lot over the past they couple of years. They have the depth where if they do get in foul trouble, Kotov can sub in for LV, and they, they have some depth down there. And then two, with the shooting component, yes, but they're playing a style and a tempo that will keep – they're playing at a slow – Ball movement, make you earn it, work the shot clock defensively pace where the games are going to be low scoring this year. It's going to be a defensive grind of a game every night, which keeps you in the game and makes every game eight to 10 points with five minutes to go. Yeah. And Coach McGeehan said last night, we are almost passing too much on on the offense, which again is a good problem to have. He said, we are passing up good shots early in the shot clock. The offense is what it is, and you can work it to the end of the shot clock, but you don't have to. It's a bunch of new guys that are trying to get to know this offense, which isn't the easiest thing to learn off the bat. So again, not just trying to do this so so you keep paying attention to men's basketball. Men's basketball is going to get some come wins this month, going to get their confidence. And again, to, to your point, though, the style they play, it's going to be a grind it out, work hard on defense, no doubt. get second chance points. It's not going to be score 100, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. The way this team will win is they will outwork you, out-hustle you. It's elements of Ronnie Fisher, but honestly, and they're going to earn 55 to 60 points and grind out wins. That's still great basketball. Yeah. It's just a different style than what we've seen in the past. Newer players, you know, outside of Delhi, figuring out that complimentary scoring. But they are going to be more competitive this year than in years past even with better competition. I, I mean, I, I agree with you in that defense. You know, if you're holding opponents to under 65 points per game, you're you're going to win some games. And and Campbell, obviously an opportunity to win some games. They'll take a break, um, not 
or for competition as as they have finals week and then they come back with a couple of of non-ones next week and then they will play morgan state before the break and then after the break they go up to pennsylvania to take on st francis before they go on the road to two caa teams in nca and t and hampton that aren't going to be in the top half so some chances to get things right and to and to get things back on track again you and i both know if you're a if you're not a very good defensive team at this time of the year it's really tough to become a good defensive team. They've got that locked down. They just need to hit some shots. And it's helpful only four games the rest of the month. They have a lot of practice time. I know finals will occupy them the next couple of days, but basically from the 10th through the 30th, they're going to have a ton of practice. Yeah. Get in the gym, get the shots up. Things will get better, right? And it's it's frustrating at times because we've talked about the men's team and the women's team kind of being reverses of each other. Well, this year, the women's team's more offensive-minded. The men's team's more defensive-minded. It's just different. The good news is they can win these next four and be over 500 heading into conference. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Going on to a wrestling, uh, their best performance ever at what is a tournament, the Cliff King in Las Vegas, basically a mini NCAA tournament. Campbell finished above as a team, Arizona State, Navy, North Carolina, App State, and then they had their best finishes ever. They had three on the podium, including the heavyweight Tay Gadi Ali. He finished third. Dom Zaccone fourth. Austin Murphy sixth. Uh, these guys are really, really doing good. This might be one of the best uh, teams that the, that Scotty Sentes has had here. Five top 30 wrestlers, and I think a sixth that's right on the fringe of top 30. What they do have is depth. And this team, because, you know, now you get in the team competitions, especially in December 19th when they get back to the duels, they have a chance to not only get individuals into NCAAs, but do well. And that, that's always important when you're top 30. Like, that was a great performance, especially Tay getting third. I mean, that that is a great, great performance. Yeah, uh, this will warm you up. All of our spring schedules are out right now. So when we have this uh, little bit of lull for finals where we don't have any competition, you can take a look about what's going on. Baseball season ticket renewals are already up. Take a look at the how good the basketball schedule is going to be in uh, January and February in this new conference. And, of course, uh, softball and, um, and everything else wrapped into this. Speaking of wrestling, not only will they finally wrestle at home coming up into Tuesdays, but Monday, a uh, special wrestling show for our final Camel Call Live of the calendar year, 630 to 730 at the county seat in downtown Lillington. Leading into UFC Fight Pass That's right. later that week. So that'll be an incredible two weeks of wrestling. Yep. UFC Fight Pass will be um, airing from here at Gore Arena, Purdue, Stanford, and North Dakota State. Come in. For Evan, I'm Chris saying so long. We are signing off from Camel Call Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Oh!